Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. Back again with me today is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and we got some cool stuff popping, some things we're going to talk about, go over, including the sermon from last week, but before we do that, uh, he's one of my friends and one of your friends. You know him, you love him. He's here on the podcast once again, Justin Oswald, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> no. Uh, our boy Ryan Teague. What is up, family? Yeah, is on the uh, on the podcast with us, so uh, it's good to have you. What up? Glad to be here. Oh, Rai Rai. So, was that a nickname? Rai Rai? It he was. He has a lot of nicknames. So many. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of nicknames, we named my Jeep today. Yeah. Oh, did you? We what did. is it? I got, Eli named it, and I liked it. Kiki. Oh. Kiki? Yeah, Cherokee. Kiki. Mm, do you love me? Kiki. That sounds like something Eli would say. I know, but when he said it, I was like, that's the perfect name. It's Kiki now. Like, All right. Hey, it's your Jeep. You do yeah. your thing. Kiki. Mm. Got a white Jeep named Kiki. Kiki. She from the other side of the track. So <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man. Can yeah. edit that out? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> room's on fire. Everything's fine. Uh, Send your emails to Rai Rai. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Ryan Kiki. Um, yeah, so no, it's uh, it's good to have Ryan back on the podcast. We always have tons of fun when he's uh, when he's here, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be another good one uh, coming off a good Sunday. Come on, very good. It's, Sunday. it's a great Sunday, man. Uh, just all around, it's great in the room, great energy, great. You know, it's just, like just people. I, I I told someone this the other day. I was literally standing at the auditorium doors. So for those of you that haven't been on campus yet, when they come out of the auditorium doors, they're in the lobby, the main lobby, the real big lobby. And then from there, the, you know, people can leave or go get their kids or whatever. And I was standing at the, in the lobby where people would exit through the main auditorium doors. And I legitimately Sunday was like, who are all these people? Right. <laughs> like I was, especially at the end of the 1030 service, but I was just like, who are, who are you? Like, who are these people that are here? Like, in a good way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no, but like, the best problem to have. Yeah. hundred percent. It's just like, there's so many new people. Um, so then you're trying to do your best and thank God, you know, um, a lot of them fill out connect cards. So we're able to connect with them, start building a long-term, uh, relationship connection. But it was just so like, um, it was so funny to me. Cause I'm like, God, you know, just, I mean, if you miss a week right now, if you miss a Sunday, there's potential to be 10 to 20 people that you, you know, like, oh, they were here last week. Like, golly. So it's just crazy. But yeah. it's awesome. I love the fact that I'm having to ask people how long they've been coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, hey, how long have you been here? We're like, oh, this is my first Sunday. It's like, that makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever done it to someone and like, I've been coming for months. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, just kidding. <laughs> I was Con- gone for a while. Confessions <laughs> of a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. What's no. funny is what's funny is you learn new people by where they sit. Yes. Yep. At least I do. Yeah. And if they're on uh, Calvary Row, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the caches. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he out. He out. Yeah. If 
but we all know that. Uh, That's funny. Cassius, we love you. Thank you. We also are live on Facebook today. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> John got it up and running. So we're glad you're with us. Yeah. Glad you're with us. <laughs> yeah. Calvary Row. That was funny. I had to walk away for a second. Yeah, that was funny. No, but, uh, but seriously, it's it's been really good lately. I mean, just the, the, you know, it's just evident of years of putting in work for us as a church. You know, we ended up, you know, obviously every time we got on the last, we've talked about the new, the new, the new building and everything, but it's not just about a building. It's like, God is, we're doing something cool here. I mean, yeah. it's been a good series. You know, we've got new families. Some people have gone through next steps and all these things plugging in. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's good. I mean, yeah. it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, we were just talking about this. Uh, I've talked about this with a few people this past week, and it's just like, you know, we're going into, I mean, honestly, it's kind of a rebuilding phase. Um, you know, I think every church that's out there is just trying to figure out what the post-COVID world looks like. Yeah. Um, not everyone uh, <laughs> is going to come out of it the same, you know, yeah. and, and we're not coming out of it the same, but we're determined to come out of it better. Um but with that, it's like, man, just like now you kind of go into a rebuilding phase of rebuilding teams and rebuilding team leaders and coaches and rebuilding small group leaders and small groups. And, you know, there's just a cultural rebuilding that's going to, that kind of has to happen now. And it's great. I mean, it's necessary. It's important. Um, you know, we've always been the church that wasn't so married to yesterday that we can't see tomorrow. Come on. Um, and so uh, for us, you know, it's just another opportunity to pivot and grow, pivot and grow, pivot and grow. Um, whereas, <laughs> whereas I can see some churches really, really struggling. I mean, we are, we are seeing some churches really, really struggle in this and I'm grateful for our team and our leaders yeah. and our, just our people in general. Um, you know, we, it's almost like, you know, Ryan's been rocking with us for a long time. You know, I he took, bro. yeah, took a small vacation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he, he's been with us a long time, but he knows this just as well as anyone else does <laughs> that's on our team is like, you almost since 2013, mm-hmm. when TC started, you almost haven't had a chance to get used to something. No. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, we were at Fairfield for a good long, you know, a good bit, you know, four years. Three services for four years, yep. eight, ten, and twelve. Then we went to DeSoto. I mean, and just about the time we got the building where we needed it to start growing, we moved to AMC and went portable. They were there for nine months. The code hit, you know. Then we bought a building during the, like... This we moved people to the, like we were online for six months, just like everyone else was online only, and then we opened the building, and so it's like our people just haven't even got used to, they haven't been able to get used to anything for it to become their norm for them to, you know, whatever. So it's like we kind of we've lived in a rebuilding phase for like uh four years, um, but that keeps so. it exciting. Really does, I, I'm not. Know? I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the dream team. Dream I mean, team. Come on. Dream team. Come on. You yeah. guys make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So, that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, people ask us all the time. I mean, uh, who knows what our numbers are right now? Really, I would say we are estimated a 500 person church, yeah. give or take on whatever. Uh, we have three staff members, <laughs> like, and four interns that are, you know gangsters at what they do right. you know but like but currently um, four staff members. currently four staff members we're about to have three yeah. um but still but still like still yeah. i'm 500 you know we all know 300 member churches right now they got 12 staff members you know what i'm saying it's like whew, 
So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say it. I thought it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, but I was gonna say that might be an issue. Hey. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's not my chair. It's not my problem. Issue, That's issue, what I right. Said. Exactly. Issue. Issue coming. But for them. But whatever. Like. So on in our arena, it's just really special because it's like I mean we get to do something. But people ask us all the time, like, how do you guys do what you do? And the answer is always the same. It's like we have incredible people that yeah. have bought into the vision. You know, the idea of, you know, like Justin, you and I were talking about earlier, it's like, and we're going to get back into recasting it a little bit more, you know, worship one, serve one, you know, we're not here for us. We're here for people. How can we impact people? Um, you know, next steps and getting on teams and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. We have a great team. Um, and we're looking for new people to be part of our great team constantly. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're like, I'm in, then Come see us. We'll put you, we'll get you on a team you that be, makes you feel alive. You want to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah. <gasps> Come, Come on. on. You know? Yeah. And I hopefully we can help you accomplish that. No I doubt. think we can. I, I know we can. Especially if you're of the faith persuasion <laughs> of Jesus loving. Well. Yeah. You know. But here's the thing. There's a lot of people out there that want, that, you know, that's just a transcendent need to be part of something bigger than yourself. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. why there's a need to be needed. Do stuff in nonprofit world and all that, which yeah. is great and all fun and, and fun and good, but man, we're, we're just making really, an eternal impact over that's here. That's right. That's right. So, so it's exciting. We got some stuff coming up next Wednesday. What's today? Tuesday? Yeah. Today's, Tuesday. today's a week from we're tomorrow. recording Tuesday, the uh, podcast 19th? probably show tomorrow. Today's yeah. the 20th. Today's the 20th. Today's Tuesday, the 20th. Yeah. So we're recording a week from today. Or if you listen to this one, it drops on podcast week from right now. Yeah. And you're <laughs> so weird. Next Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Next Wednesday, the 28th, yeah. is um, Trunk or Treat. Trunk or Treat. We're going to do our first Trunk or Treat Come on. Halloween thing here in our new place and the new community and all that. That's so, right. Um, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Trunk, trunks with trunks with treating yep. going on. Trunks with treats. Bounce house. Them. Hot dogs. Mm. Mm. Come on. Come on. Music. Y'all dressing up? Candy. I might dress up. I think I'm going to dress up. Oh, yeah. yeah? Yeah. What are you thinking? So, I'm probably, I don't, you know, I don't even know yet. Um, I might, like, I've got a few uh, extra pair of scrubs, you know, so I might, like, oh. shred the, them up a little bit. Do the doctor thing? No. Oh, zombie it out. Zombie yeah, out. Oh, zombie boy. Out. You know what I'm I only yeah. got one costume at the house, and I got to wear it next week. Ridge, uh, rigid steel. Rigid steel is coming out. <laughs> rigid steel is coming out. I'm wearing it to the party. That's so good. Uh, I will not wear that to trunk or treat. Oh man. Nah. <laughs> um, I, I might come as a three hole punch gym. Ah. So. Come as Dave. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch The Office, then that makes sense. See if you yeah, don't. If you don't watch The Office, get it together. Yeah, get you, get your life together. Get it together. Uh, Ryan, you don't watch. Speaking it. of, are you dropping Netflix whenever they, huh? when they move The Office when it comes off Netflix? Are you switching? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna drop it, but I'm gonna add whatever there's. Yeah. You know the NBC thing. Boycott Netflix. No, 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 no. Netflix got some good stuff, documentaries and stuff. I'm not gonna. They've drop some. I'm not getting rid of Netflix, Good but stuff, I will man. add wherever the office is. Yeah, CBS I may drop right. Hulu or something, just one less thing. But yeah. you know, I'm I'm gonna watch the office. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's like, of course, I've been on about a three month little break here from the office. Yeah, really. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. For maybe those of y'all that don't know, that's a lot for Justin. Maybe not quite three months, but at least two. At least three weeks. When I finished it last time, <laughs> it's been a while. It's it's been two or three months. Wow. Yeah, I'm what, starting to miss. You've been it. watching Suits. Well, I finished that a while back. Oh, okay. Yeah, Suits, and then I just did a Designated Survivor. Did you get through season three? Slow. 
Season three got bad. I, I really, rough. I really wish they would drop season three. I think it's coming at the first of the year of um, Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. You watch that? Handmaid's Tale is. I don't have Hulu, bro. Dude, Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Is... Anyone wants to drop me their login? <laughs> <laughs> Handmaid's Tale was a really good show. It it is, it yeah it it's a it's an interesting show. It's so interesting, even for, since this is a church podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's it's so interesting to me. Where are um, people? How yeah? How you to watch them take the even the Bible? Like how how easily yeah. manipulated people are with the Bible yeah, to totally. morph it into their I own mean, agenda. Their like, whole new their whole new world or you know nation Gilead. Yeah, just yeah. one scripture or two scriptures out of context, mm-hmm. big time, and they've got created this whole society. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. It's yeah. a good show. And yeah. then I'm looking for, and I also did. Um, Basic rules for Bible study. If you can only find it in the Bible once, it's not doctrine. So was gonna say manipulating scripture. <laughs> so what? there you go. Go ahead and go ahead and yeah. write that down. Um, but th- that w- that was a good show. I mean, I, we're not gonna. I guess we've talked about it, but not endorsing it as Transformation Church or anything. Watch at your own risk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, TC is not suggesting you go watch Hamish's uh, Tale, uh, but it's uh, a it, yeah. Matter of fact, a, just pretend we didn't talk about all this. We're not we're not responsible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but nonetheless, uh, there are some, some good documentaries on Netflix. So yeah, absolutely. American Gospel being one of them. Uh, Come on, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't watch that by yourself. Yeah, you need someone with you. Yeah, yeah. Your accountability partner is Bro, someone. You know, to Eli was telling me the other day they haven't watched Passion of the Christ. What? Listen. I was like, what? And then they were going to, him and uh, Charity were going to watch it, like, just, like, casually. casually. No. (laughs) I was like. You watch that once a year, and that's on Easter. (laughs) That is it. Because you have the the 364 other days to prepare yourself for that. Yeah, to get yourself back together. Yeah. I watched it four times the week it came out, like, with different groups of people. And I was just like, oh, man, I was wrecked with uh, with that. I wouldn't have any more tears to cry after that. The doozy. It was yeah, and so they were like, we were just gonna watch it, like we, you know, grab dinner and watch Passion. I was like, no, no. false. You're gonna make it like past the garden scene, and that's gonna be it. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good movie. But well, of course, I've only I've only seen it once or twice. Casually watch. That. You just don't care. Like, oh look, it's on TV. Yeah, let it's me on just, TV. No, let me just yeah. you pass just, like. Be have you ever tried to watch any that. of those other like Bible series that's on like Netflix and stuff where they try to tell the whole story? You know, the, so the the actual the Bible show was actually very good. It wasn't that it bad. It was very good. Yeah. I have to peep that. They're they're, they're so usually cool. so corny. That, I just can't yeah. even. No, there can't. was that the, one was the one really he's talking good. about was yep. okay. was probably the best one I've come yep. across. But, okay, I have to check um, it out then. I mean, they did the whole thing. Like, wasn't it, it was all Old Testament, wasn't it? No, or there no? there was that was New Testament did as well. So it went from it went from that, and then they did a movie actually. Uh, they condensed the New Testament part where it was. Story of I remember Christ. like the Sam- wow. I remember like the Samson one and all that. Yeah, it was very good. It was, good. It was very good. I have to peep that. Multiple no. episodes? Yes. Oh yeah. It's it was, like a series. It was a whole yeah. series. Okay. Yeah. It was good. Oh, yeah. I like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I absolutely. like documentaries. I was watching a World War II documentary the other day. Dude, I'm, I'm not for documentaries. I love documentaries too. What was I just watched one the other day, but I can't remember what it was. The 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 World War Two uh, or Nazis in color or something like that. It's all the old film and stuff, but in color, and they do a whole thing on World oh, War II. Wow. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Kind of nerdy like that. Yeah. But I'm German also. So it's like I remember my grandmother. She can remember Nazi soldiers when she was a little girl and wow. coming in their house and stuff, looking for Jews, stuff like that. Like That's crazy. Crazy yeah. stuff. So it's, yeah. You know, That's wild. Wild stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. 
Anyways, that's not uh, all that to say. Choose joy. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, choose joy. We're in a, we're in a series on choose joy. We've been we just finished week three, um, which has been good. Uh, and and typical to what we always say, you know, every week, if you want to go listen to the full sermon or watch the full sermon, you can go to the website and you can do that because we aren't going to hit all of it uh, right now. But we're just gonna gonna kind of talk our way through some of it. It's been a good series. It's been good. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, kind of navigating through what it means to choose joy when your circumstances don't, you know, don't make you feel joyful, you know. Um, Do you think that comes naturally easier to some than others? Or is that like a learned thing that you can you learn to choose it? Or do you think it comes naturally? I think certain personalities, and for the sake of the three of us and those that this makes sense for, Enneagram types and um, stuff like that, I think that some people are inherently more uh, optimistic or um, can move on from things more quickly um, and don't let what has happened or currently is happening bleed into what's going to happen. Mm. That's that's probably a really good way to say that. I was going to say the answer is yes. I mean, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. And then I also think, like, your your history, like, you know, what you've gone through in life and, yeah. like, you know, things that have happened to you, I think, help or hurt how you've, you know. Mm-hmm. If you've gone through, if you've had a rough go at it. Sure. You know, I could see where it may be more difficult to just choose joy, you know, than someone who's had a pretty, pretty, pretty easy, pretty easy. simple road. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with that. Like, I think that, um, and then I think there are some people who are, you know, then you get into the world of like chemical imbalances for depression and like, so I mean, like, yeah, now it's a whole different, you really unpacked it to, uh, uh, into something else, yeah. you know? Um, so I think there are some people that kind of live in that space too. Um, that's real. Yeah. So real. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, so yeah, all that to say is, um, but I think, I think for a lot of people, they base their happiness on temporary things, and because quite frankly, a lot of people never experience even genuine happiness. Uh, the idea of what's available to them in regards to joy is almost unfathomable. You know, where it's like, I mean, like supernatural, a supernatural joy, like an unending source of joy. Um, a type of joy that's available and consistent in your life, even when things are falling apart. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, to have joy, even in your deepest sorrow, like that's true joy. You know, I mean, like that's what Paul says, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, right? Like, uh, in second Corinthians six ten. I mean, he, that's, it was literally one of the first scriptures, um, on Sunday, you know, sorrowful yet always rejoicing. And every time he uses the word yet, like that's identifying that there were two choices in front of him. He had to choose the one he was going to have sorrowful yet always rejoicing. You know, like plenty of reasons to have sorrow, but I'm going to choose to rejoice poor yet making many rich, right? Having nothing yet possessing everything. Like there's this mentality, um, that the things that are around you, right. Um, your friends, your family, your job, your uh, whatever, um, those things being inconsistent or not uh, what you hope they would be or 
just circumstances coming at you that you didn't foresee or that are painful or whatever, those things can sway your happiness, but do they do they genuinely rob you of joy? And those are two different, you know what I mean? Those are just two different conversations. And I don't think people realize that, you know? So it's like, what does it look like to have joy that's, that's genuinely, like, uh, unending? And there's a, one of the, we're extending this from a four-week to a six-week series. Uh, no Come one knows on. that. Just that's uh, so FYI, yeah, to all you guys hearing it for the first time. John knows that, and that's about it. So, um, but it's going to go from four to six weeks um, because I think that one of the things we want to do in, in the next week or so is start connecting the dots between peace and joy mm-hmm. because they run they run in tandem together. Yeah, um, and so just having genuine peace can lead to the opportunity to really tap into genuine joy. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into all that, but. Cool. But yeah, so opportunities in life do create um, do create uh, circumstances where, or I should say, circumstances create opportunities where you really do have to choose what you're going to have because the world's not just sitting here. You know, joy doesn't find you; it's not looking for you. You got to go get it. Yeah, that's a fact. Right there. <laughs> that's good. You know, and I think even you know me and Ryan, like you know, in the past couple months you know we've kind of talked our way through a good bit of this oh just, yeah 100%. <laughs> of, of like you know I, I, in pipeline i use the word unbotheredness <laughs> you know what i mean where you're just like you know but i mean you've experienced some of that lately yeah i mean like honestly i mean in our conversations you know for me like taking a step back and saying you know what like i'm not gonna let this moment or this circumstance affect everything else mm. you know like completely letting go it's like well you know what if this is how it's going to be, then I'm going to choose not to feel this way. Right. And making that like direct choice in that moment and saying, you know what, this, this, I'm not supposed to feel this way. God's not called me to feel this way. Like I'm not going to let relationships or circumstances or these moments dictate everything else. I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to choose to this joy that only is going to come from the Holy spirit that no matter what happens, like, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to be happy because there's other things that, that I need to accomplish. There's other people in, the, in, this, in this conversation that we're having. There's other people that God has called me to Yeah. that if, if I'm so stuck on mm-hmm. this and this attitude and, and feeling this way about a specific thing, I'm, I'm going to be completely useless in all these other relationships that God has called me to build and to... Uh, you know, water and to, to help grow. So we, Brad has told me, you have to choose this. Like you cannot feel this way in this situation. Take yourself out of this moment, look through this window, this perspective and Mm -hmm. choose to be different, choose to choose joy in this situation. So Mm -hmm. I think that has helped tremendously. So if that helps any of you guys out there to take a step back Mm -hmm. and take us, you know, take yourself out of this moment and think outside of your situation and say, you know what, in this moment, I'm going to, purposely choose joy i think it's going to change your outlook on everything yeah yeah because that's good and and it's also just it's about shifting two things it's about changing your assumptions and shifting your perspective yes so it's like a lot of times we allow things in our life to drastically change our demeanor our attitude all those things and a lot of it is an assumption like we're assuming that this situation is going to lead to this situation it's going to lead to this situation and that's going to be bad Right. So it's like, so we're, we're like, we make gigantic assumptions 
that take us down a path mentally um, that then calls us to like start existing in a space that we don't have to exist in um, or our perception, right? So it's like then our perception is that, um, you know, maybe in a relationship or in a friendship, this happened and that they, they meant this or this meant that or whatever. And it's like, well, what happened if we just dismantled assumptions and perceptions? Yeah. And it's like, you know, uh, you know, one of the things that I've told Ryan over and over again, uh, as we've kind of talked through some of this, uh, is like, you know what, man, let people tell you exactly how they feel. And until they tell you how they feel, don't assume how they feel. You know what I mean? From a relational context. Yep. Um, and I, I guess that's helpful because it's like, you know what, I'm not going to put my thoughts into their mouth. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, you know, you're going to have to, so like, that's how I exist with people. You're going to have to tell me you don't like me to my face for me to assume that you don't. And until then, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give myself, it had nothing to do with the person. I'm not going to give myself the emotional headspace of wasting energy and becoming exhausted and frustrated and hurt, um, over these things. It's like, you no, know, you're like, so I'm just going to assume positive intent. Right. So it's just like, I'm just going to assume i'm gonna assume you love me until you tell me you don't Facts. and then if you outright have the courage to come to me and tell me that you don't like me <laughs> then i don't like you either like okay, all right then like we don't have to hang out like i you know um i'm not gonna lose sleep over it it is what it is so um so i think those things are helpful too because it's like um when we're talking about choosing joy a lot of times what stands in the way of our happiness and and ultimately becomes the mental barrier between us and people and unconsciously becomes the mental barrier between us and God. Um, because we allow our relationship with people to affect our relationship with God. That we do. Um, so when that barrier falls into place, now we've allowed the barrier to be between us and joy. So this thing that's between us and joy exists a lot of times because there's something between us and God, but it's not the fact that we're upset with God. It's the thing that's between us and people. Um, and so we have to, if we can start dismantling that, way back here, then we can break down the barrier. Um, that again, sometimes people are putting up, but a lot of times, man, it's, they're not, or at least they're not intentionally. And we are allowing it to like become a thing that's bigger than it, than it necessarily has to be. Yeah. Um, which I think is important, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, choosing, you know, it's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to choose not to live this way. Like, you know, uh, and for a lot of people, I think it is a it's it's a shift in their lifestyle that has taken them 30 years like for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years or 50 or 60 years you've thought this way and it's essentially saying like, are you going to change that now and it's like oh. <laughs> and I mean the pattern is is I mean it literally happens every single time like and and so what I've had to take a step back and notice is the pattern in relationships. Like it, it's almost like it, it happens every single time. So if like, if you're feeling this way in a relationship and you're like, well, I'm going to just deuce out of this one and jump to the next one. Guess what? If you don't take yourself out of that mm-hmm. mindset and start looking through a different window, yep. it's going to happen again. Yeah. So like you have to choose and purposely choose every single day. Like, Hey, I'm not going to act this way. Yeah. And and I was just thinking when you were talking about choosing joy, like, and I'm guilty of this too. So I'm saying this to myself, but how many times have we scroll, scrolled through Instagram or scrolled through Facebook and we see someone sharing something that just so happens to fit the pettiness that they want it to fit. 
you know, yeah. like that, yep. that meme or that quote. And they're like, oh, share, you know, we know you're talking about someone. <laughs> right, right. Like, right, and I'm right, guilty right. of it too. But like, man, if you just, if you just take that and you, and you think instead of like making it fit your situation, choosing not to make it fit your situation, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. just get yourself out of that mindset and, and maybe even just going to talk to that person. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. What a thought. Yeah. I totally, Communication. I, I, crazy. It's so funny. Cause I have, so I have tweets scheduled for posts. So like there's literally, I have a whole database spreadsheet full of tweets scheduled for posts. So it's just like, so every, whatever date it is that it's set up for, like, so I just like, instead of going on Twitter all the time, like I just continue to add to it and then I just post it. Um, cause I'm not, otherwise it'll be six months before I post something. So it's like, that's my way of making sure that, you know, I'm out in the world. Like, um, but there's been a couple times where the post that went out that day matched a situation that was happening at the same time. And people reached out to me and they're like, Hey man, listen, I'm so, I was like, bro, I, I don't speak cryptically dog. Like, <laughs> if I have something to tell you, you're going to bet your life. I'll, I'll come to you and tell you like to, so, to speak cryptically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. H don't speak cryptically dog. Like I'll come, trust me. If I got to tell you something, I will tell it to you and I won't tell it to the world. If I only need to tell it to you. So look, we're going to put it on our story and then check who, who, who saw the story. And be like, Oh, they saw it. They oh, saw okay. It. They saw it. No, yeah. I can delete it. Or leave it. You know, whatever. Um, confessions. Yeah. So <laughs> Sunday, we, Sunday we talked about, um, and I'm, this is so funny. I didn't even, uh, I don't, well, funny, sure. Funny. Uh, I didn't even think about this, uh, when you were coming on the podcast, but you could definitely speak to this, right? Uh, the story about the girdle thing, not you wearing a girdle, but like the story about the girdle thing, um, about, but more importantly about like the idea, Ryan, you've lost how much weight, dude? So since the start, um, a total of 260 pounds, 260 pounds, yeah. dude. When I was at, I, I was at my leanest. So, yeah. So, like, he's he's lost a whole person, uh, and a decent-sized person at that. So, um, he's lost two small people, you know. So, um, Three really small people. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's lost six toddlers, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, but all that to say is, you know, we used an analogy on Sunday where we were talking about carrying around too much. Yeah. And um, you can really speak to this, like the idea of how much different it feels to walk around now at 250 pounds or whatever you are now versus what that puts you at. Like I was so I cut all the way down to 218 uh, for a jujitsu competition. I saw I'm on my way back down to 218 uh, to fight again, but I was at 458 was my was my biggest, and then I got cut all the way down to. To two eighteen, and now I bulked back up to yeah. gain some strength, and now we're on the the cut game yeah, again. The cut so game. yeah, it sounds terrible. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that no carb life, yeah, I hate it. yeah. Uh, so, but you know, walking around, walking around at four sixty, four sixty. I mean, exhausting. Oh, dude, walking <laughs> just sucked. Yeah, you know, sitting up, like laying down, everything sucked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and you know Sunday we were talking about you know I was telling the story, you know because I'm I'm about forty pounds down now from my biggest. Come on, so uh, we're you know we're on our way uh, to get healthy and do all those things. But I remember or as I was talking about that, we were talking about the idea um, that you know 
as we, I, uh, at my biggest, you at your biggest, um, carrying on that weight in, in Justin, uh, I, I don't know how this analogy works for you, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I need to lose some too. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, uh, but, uh, carrying around that weight, um, like, I mean, even now, like I'm not where I want to be yet, you know, and I'm even feeling, so I put in like between three and four miles every morning, five oh. days a week. Right. So the, the goal is is 60 miles a month so that's the which breaks down to 15 miles a week so it's like if i miss a day that doesn't mean well i take that day off that means like now it's four miles for the next three days because i miss like so it's like we don't the goal doesn't change whatever so um but like even like my body is still having to get my body has still having to get used to how much weight it's having to carry for Mm -hmm. those three miles right but even just everyday life like my knees already feel better. Like my legs feel better. My back feels better. I'm sleeping better. Like all those things are happening even just, you know, after 40 pounds, which is a lot, but, um, you know, for you. So, to lose like that, to take off that weight that you've been carrying, describe, is there like a, is there a everyday task or like something, or is there a, a moment where you did something at your biggest and then you did it again somewhat recently in the last year or two that you can think of like the difference between how you felt doing those two things? Bro, the easiest thing, like tying my shoes, <laughs> right? Like legitimately I would tie my shoes before I put my shoes on because like you just couldn't bend over, mm. right? Like wow. those are yeah. the things that you couldn't do. Wow. And um, I mean, simple things like um, like getting in and out of a vehicle, um, just like getting dressed every day. Those are the things that like, you know, and like back then that food addiction real, like yeah. that's a real thing. Yeah. So especially someone who's emotionally driven, like an Enneagram too, <laughs> like, and, and finding this stuff out now later on in the game, like you kind of understand things better, but like, man, if you're happy, guess what you're going to do? You're going to eat. If you're sad, guess what you're going to do? You're going to eat. So like, the things that made you happy mm-hmm. were causing you more pain. Mm-hmm. So even in this series, like choosing joy, man, like in, you, you're having to like purposely choose to be better, right? Choices lead, feelings follow. Mm-hmm. Like, so you have to continually make these choices every single day. But ooh, um, ooh. like just <laughs> the little things in life were so difficult. Mm. Um, and that's, uh, and that's huge. And there's something you said there because we didn't say this on Sunday, but it goes with what we're talking about. You know, so Sunday what we talked about was, was repentance and dealing with sin in our life. And we use the analogy of weight loss because some people, they're carrying around unrepented sin in their life and it's causing them to be weighed down, mm. right? Um, Hebrews 12.1, you know, let, uh, let us strip off every weight that slows us down and the sin that trips us up, right? So that was kind of the, the analogy of what we were talking about. But even what you said is so important um, because and it, it brings to light part of the conversation, right? Because what you were talking about essentially is the food addiction, right? The endorphin release yes. from the thing that you love, yes. right? Or need or find comfort in or whatever. And I think the endorphin release is also closely associated with those sins of our life that we're dealing with too. Like, you know, whether it's that pornography problem or that alcohol addiction or, 
you know, you're in the fact that you always need someone around or you need to be on your phone constantly so that you can get affirmation from Instagram or, or whatever Whatever, it is like there's endorphin release and all of that is attributed to God not being enough for you. Mm. Right. So, So it's like, you know, you know, for the full sermon that we're talking about here about repentance and about sin that's in our life that we need to deal with at the end of the day. When we've broken all of this down from Sunday, one of the big things we're talking about is the idea that God's not enough. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I still, I love God, but I still need this thing. And if we can break the addiction, if we can break the habit, if we can break the consistency of sin in our life, if we can deal with it, you know, then we can change uh, the patterns of sin because we mentioned that Sin does three things on Sunday, right? Uh, and you can list them off real quick if you want, Justin, all three of them. Yeah, sin steals our joy. Yep. Sin kills our lives. Yep. And sin destroys our identity. Yeah. And, and, and when you think about that, it's like, I mean, you can give a natural analogy to that, but you can give a spiritual one too. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, dude, uh, the aggressive addiction to food, it gives you happiness in the moment, but it steals joy in the oh, long run. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, it gives you life in the moment, but it's robbing you of life in the long term. Um, you know, it it robs you of the person you want to be, so it's st- it destroys your identity. <laughs> you know, yeah. it gives you something to love in the in you the temporary. Le- you legitimately feel trapped in your own body. Right. Right. You know, and how like how crazy is that sin legitimately makes you feel trapped in your own body? Yeah. I mean, how many of us spiritually, uh, first of all, talking about physically, right. There was, there wasn't a moment for you for the most part. And for me that at our biggest, that we didn't look in the mirror and go like, Ooh, I I really, I need to do something about it. Matter of fact, the three years leading up to that point, we knew, like we knew what was happening. And it's just like, you're still like, but you can't break, like until you break the cycle, you can't break the cycle, right? But sin is the same way. Like there's not any of us that don't look in the mirror, knowing full well the things that need to change in our spiritual life. You know what I mean? Like looking in the mirror, like ah oh, man, you know. I mean, whether it's like you know, especially for well, no, I'm not going to reserve this to just men, just people in general. I and mean, take pornography for example. Like there's not a believer on the planet that hasn't there's not a believer on the planet who if pornography was an issue for you, you didn't get done look at it, go to the mirror and instantly feel regret the shame. The shame. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like to, right. there's not a you know what I mean? Like that ha- the same way you'd look in the mirror and go like, Man, I really gotta change something about my diet, but then tomorrow go right back to the same things you right. always did and not working out, not eating healthy, not taking care of yourself. We do that in the spirit too. It's like, bro, you get done looking at that pornography or then adding, you know, doing those drugs or whatever, like whatever your thing is, whatever the sin is for you, you get done with it. And then you look in the mirror spiritually, assess yourself and go, man, I really like how many of us have told God, I'm, I'm not going to, that's the last time I do that thing. <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying like i don't think there's enough paper in the world to make that many tallies you know what i'm saying like exactly. one two yeah three. right like i yeah done like I, that's that's the last time you know until tomorrow until you need that endorphin release yeah. uh until you need uh, a short-term identity uh until you need something that makes you feel alive in that moment until you need something that gives you temporary happiness as opposed to long-term joy like 
man, we sit in those spaces constantly. Right. Um, and until we deal with it, the problem is if you don't deal with it, it eventually deals with you, which is where a lot of people have found themselves covered in shame, full of guilt and not even sure what to do with it. They've lived in that space for so long. They don't know what it looks like to live without it. You know, and what we believe to be the amount of work it's going to take to get out of it, you know. Now, the beauty is <laughs> different than losing 260 pounds um, <laughs> is there's a much quicker and uh, simpler way to change that in our spiritual life. Yeah. Initially. So there's an instantaneous cleanse of that weight and shame and guilt that we can get rid of spiritually, whereas physically it takes years, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but in the spiritual world, like, man, the grace afforded to us through the cross of Jesus cleanses us of the guilt, the shame, the consequences of our sin that fast, man. Yeah. And, and, and then we sit, man, just free. Uh, in Christ Jesus, we rest in grace. Don't try to earn it. Um, you know, but we also turn that over and that is the hard part. So the easy part is the, you know, even going down to the four things that we talked about, right? Cause we did mention that we cannot be guilty and happy at the same time. So we got to get, we've got to let go of the guilt so that we can pursue joy. Um, you know, but then that kind of falls into the, the, the four things that we kind of talked about. Right. But it's like, uh, then we go to the wash me, cleanse me, create in me, restore in me conversation from Psalms 51. And, and in that, the wash me part is very easy. You know, daily choose to put to death my old sin nature, right, is what we talked about at the first point. But the second point, Justin, is the hard part. You got it right there, yeah, right? Yeah, daily release my past and take another step toward freedom. And that's the hard one. You know, we all, we all, we both did this. Uh, all three of us have probably done this um, is make the decision that Monday. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to yeah. start on Monday. Start on Monday. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and maybe you did. And maybe it lasted a day or three days, a week, three weeks. But if you haven't, you, you may have been washed uh, enough that you got rid of, you came to the realization you need to get rid of something. But until you've cleansed, you know, in going back to the sin thing and joy, until we've been cleansed daily, until we recognize daily you're going to make this choice to for God to keep taking this thing away. You're going to keep laying it down each day. You're not going to pick it back up. You're going to keep, like, I'm putting this down. I'm putting this down. I'm putting this down. I'm not picking it back up, you know. And that's been the thing for me, even in the weight loss thing. I know we're kind of walking that line of literal weight loss versus sin. You know, like I posted yesterday on my Instagram, like, man, I got up yesterday and did not want to go put my mileage in. Like, didn't, I didn't want to do it. I was <laughs> like, my knee was killing me. First of all, I was exhausted. Sunday's just a long day. You know what I mean? Like two services, next steps. I got a small group on Sunday nights. It's just a long day. I didn't sleep good Sunday night. Woke up Monday, just like, you know. Um, but, but it was like, I'm choosing today to be different than I was yesterday or the yeah. day before or last year or whatever. Like, and so it's that daily thing. And it's the same way with our sin. 
and I went out and I put my mileage in and I did my thing, you know, and even then, like, so I put my mileage in going back to just exactly what we're talking about. So I did the right thing. You know what I'm saying? But then the wrong thing gave itself an opportunity. We went to lunch yesterday. We ate a lunch. It was a pretty high calorie lunch. So I was like, I'm going to have to eat something small for dinner. Well, then class got, a, getting ready for class got away from me. My intermittent fasting window ends at eight, right? Class got out at nine. And so Ashley asked me, it's like, do you want to get something to eat on the way home? And everything in me said yes, right? Like, I even felt like my wife, not that she was enabling me, but she was kind of, you know, all you need is one person to give you that permission oh, to like, bro, you ain't lying. <laughs> like you ain't lying. all you need is one person to give you that permission. So I was like, here she is saying like, do you, you know, I, she, what she's saying is like, I don't want you to be so hungry that you're like, I want you to be starving. Like if you need to eat something, eat something is what she was saying. In me, I was like, I want something, but I'll be fine without it. And it was, again, making, like, it's a hard choice, especially, like, I love food, man. You know what I mean? Like, Right, you just said something. It's a hard choice, right? And, like, some of the podcasts that I was following when I was losing weight, um, choose your hard. Mm, Choose your hard, right? It's it's hard being obese. It's hard losing weight. Choose your hard. It's hard dealing with your sin. It's it's hard hiding it. Choose your heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And like on. how important is it you were talking about like having an enabler? Well, how about you have someone who's accountability like to you and you're like, you choose know what? I, I choose your heart. Yeah. Like, yep. hey bro. That's good. Yeah. Check my phone. You know? Like <laughs> yeah. or who's calling you and like, hey man, I was thinking about you today. Yep. You know, what's going on with you? Yep. Like, man, choose your heart. Yeah. Yep. So right. like that's yeah. You know, choices but, lead. <laughs> feelings follow. That's right. Yeah. And even with that, like choose who you're going to stand guilty in front of when you mess up. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you have accountability in your life? Do you have someone that's like, Hey, listen, uh, yesterday was a weak moment for me. And I, you know, looked at porn on my phone or my computer or whatever. Like you can stand guilty before God, or you can still stand guilty before someone else that helps you get, you know what I'm saying? Like, and standing in front of someone else and exposing that, means you don't have to stand before God with it concealed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's, that's a beautiful thing. So many people think, and, and I think the church world has unintentionally taught us differently. Oh yeah. Right. Like, no, 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 you need to hide that. Like, don't, don't, don't let, you know what I mean? Cause Bro, it's taboo for men to be weak, man. Golly, yeah. Boy. Yes. <laughs> that's what people say, man. And so it's like, so having that accountability, having those things in your life, having parameters, guardrails, margin, having those things in your life of, and things that are like, man, I'm not going to the space. I'm not going to do these things. Those things are so healthy for men, women, for Christians, Come period. On. Like to have those things in your life that are going to keep you in safe space. But again, like, choose your heart, right? Is it harder to, to expose to someone an area that you're weak? Or to stand before God constantly shameful because you got something inside of you that you're not letting someone else help you get rid of. Choose your heart. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and so that's important, you know, because it's only after that. And that's the big thing. And I didn't get to say this on Sunday. I wish I had, but, you know, whatever. Um, it's you, you don't get to three without dealing with one and two. Mm. And that's the hard part. So many people are like, I believe God has a plan for my life. I'm going to go after that plan and pursue that purpose it's like yes but until you deal with one and two you're never gonna that joy is not possible because you'll always stand before a holy god shameful as long as you still got this stuff inside of you right right? so it's like uh which takes us to number three which is in daily pursue god's plan for my life yeah and then lastly daily live a life that impacts others 
And those things are possible when we're not consumed with guilt and shame, you know? Uh, and so there's a life of freedom available, but man, we got to take the weight off. You know, we got to deal with the sin. We got to, we got to do something with all of this. Bro. And you're talking about taking that weight off. I remember, um, I stacked the amount of weight that I had lost in dumbbells in front of me one day, you know, 260 pounds of dumbbells. And I said, there's no way I can pick that up yeah. again. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like just imagine like taping all that weight to my body. Can I, you know, yeah, I deadlift 550 pounds, sure. whatever. But imagine just like strapping that weight back onto your body yeah. and having to get up. There is no way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's no way like. All right. You ready for this? Come on. There's no way you could carry that weight. But someone had to. Hide them, head out. <laughs> right. So it's like, and and thus the beauty of the gospel. Come right? on. Like, uh, there's no way you could carry the weight of your sin, the weight of your shame, the guilt, the penalty, the, you know, all of that. There's all no the way. You, there's yeah. no way you could carry that. But somebody had somebody to. Did. To give you access back to God, someone had to. And Jesus freely was like, I'll take that. Mm. Just put it on me. You know what I'm saying? The gospel. I wasn't trying to cry on this podcast, today, <laughs> but God, look at stop right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> see you next week. The, yeah, right. Thanks for coming. Uh, no, but in all honesty, I think that's something for for someone that's listening, someone that's watching out there to remember. Man, it's like you know we're talking about sin. You got you, we, I, me, us, all of us. We all got stuff we deal with, and there's something inside of the life of every person that you need to lay down. You need to, one, let someone else become part of the process. Let them expose it. We said it Sunday. I'll say it again. Until you let someone shine the light into the darkest era, darkest room in your life, you'll keep tripping over the thing you can't see. Mm. Kill that spider. Plug. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Carlos Whitaker. Kill the spider. Great book. Um, so until you do that, so bring someone else in your process and then let God, uh, first of all, ask for forgiveness. Go to the Father and, and let him give bring forgiveness in your life. Then go to a person. And let them help keep you accountable for the thing in your life you know that doesn't need to be there. And then in that wholeness and that freedom from guilt and shame, joy is brought back to life for you. Because it's so much easier to have joy when you're not climbing over guilt and shame trying to get to it. Facts. That's good. So, facts. Um, that was Sunday. Yeah. Big facts. Good. It's a good day. Yeah, a little drum roll. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying for, from the drummer, from the tr- we get the drum roll. That's right. <laughs> do, so, a, yeah. do the Michael Scott version. I forgot. I forgot that was Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Anyways, yeah, but, that was good. Yeah, good, good day. Week. Good day. If you missed the, if you missed the message, go check it out on go podcast or YouTube or website. So any of those, all that good check stuff. It, yep. So, well, Ryan, thanks for jumping on, man. Hey, look, it's always a pleasure. It's it's a great time. It was a great time. It's a good day. Yeah, it's a great day. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Justin, if they want to find more on the church all together, where do they go? You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola or online, transformationchurch.com. There you go. All right, guys. We'll catch you guys next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. 
Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.